0: recorded live
1: Another episode of the virtual talk show produced by Married Men Don't Talk, the talk show with a top selling book and an app for your Android smartphones. We come your way every Tuesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you can get more info about this show by visiting our new and improved website, HouseholdStress.com. Listeners can participate in one of our live weekly talk shows by calling in or logging on to HouseholdStress.com from your personal computer as an anonymous guest. Phone lines are open right now But this show is strictly for men only So call into the hottest talk show in America And we have a couple rules And they are absolutely No profanity and no politics And more importantly, no racial stuff This show is apolitical and race neutral So that we can make sure that any man Can feel comfortable on our show And furthermore, this ain't Bible study, fellas We, we want you just to be able to come to our show as a man And that is it This virtual talk show always presents The hottest topics for discussion And tonight is no different Tonight's topic is Is there a man in the house? Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your pilot of Ventriloquist for the evening, and I might even DJ a little bit tonight, but more on that later. I've got a lot of material, and the hope is that I can get this plane off the ground and ultimately land on a safe conclusion. This is a fluid conversation, so if you do have something to say, please feel free to do so, or if you just prefer to listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please try to hang on until the end because you'll definitely want to hit a conclusion to this episode. All right. With all that said, let's get started. One in three American kids will grow up in a home where the parents are either divorced, separated, or never married. One in three American kids. Now, my parents have been married for 43 years. But let me tell you a little story about the house, my house that I live in today. Now, I moved in, my wife and I moved in uh, right after my 24th birthday, the house I live in today. And a lot of times I would get, uh, you know, folks knocking on my door, solicitation and everything. And after work, I take off the suit and tie, and I throw on some shorts and a T-shirt. No matter what the the season, you know, you come and find me in the shorts, T-shirts, or whatever, I'm comfortable. So a lot of times the solicitors, you know, or the, the people asking for donations, they would say, is your dad home? You know, I, is there a man in the house? And I would look at him, and then I would look back, you know, look around, and I'd be like, well, I'm dad. You know, I, I'm the man of the house. They're like, oh, oh, oh sorry about that. You look, you know, you're so young. I said, well, you know, I'm the man of the house. So tonight's question tonight's question is very simple yet very complex. Is there a man in the house? And I want to start this thing a little bit different. I want to start with a clip. This is only uh, 20 seconds, but this uh, this is a little clip before we get into it.
2: When we as men do not teach our children what the definition of man is, and I really believe that that's the problem that we do not teach our sons and our daughters, but especially our sons, what a real man is, what being a real and being a real man is not doing this tiger wood
1: Question fellas are we teaching our children what being a real man really is, like the brother said? Are we teaching that to our kids?
3: Well, I have to say, I'm trying to do my boy that
1: way. Okay, speak on it. You
3: know, um, there's a lot of things that, uh, let's say, moms are real sensitive to their 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 sons, mm-hmm. and they'll let them get away with things. And you're like, no, you cannot let them do that, because in the real world, he's gonna have to be able to adapt, maybe come up with quick decisions and be knowledgeable of what's going on, and you can't lay down, you know. And that's different type of training than you would train your female or your daughter. Just a different type of teaching.
1: Different type of teaching, okay. Good words, good words. And I want to finish that clip. Thank you, brother. I want to mm-hmm. finish the other half of that clip. Another little 10-second blurb here. Listen to this.
3: Do you think that's another big
1: problem is that
3: the woman has been wearing the pants so long that when she does find a man, a real man, that she doesn't know how to release? Well, you know what
2: I think? Ownership? I think that a lot of women um, are forced to wear the pants because we men, you know, give them the pants. <laughs> Uh-oh. And say, oh, I don't want to wear this. You take it. You take the hit. we right. deal with the, with the problem. You, uh, 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 you talk to that person. Uh, I'm not going
1: to do it. Is that true, fellas? Are we forcing them, forcing the women to wear the pants in some cases?
4: Well, my mother was, but uh, I don't do that because, I stand by what I say, and I said it to so many of them, and I don't care whose houses is, whose deed on names on the deed. When I walk in there, I'm the man at the house. Period. If you don't want that, then you need to let me know. Mm-hmm. A married Turkish
1: businessman from a very distinguished family in Turkey was recently asked this question. The question is as follows. So what do you see about the United States that
4: hits you? What do y'all think the first thing he said was? Freedom of the women. Say again. Freedom of of American women.
1: Okay, all right. Good answer. Anybody else want to take a stab at it? Turkish businessman asks, "What do you see about the United States that really hits you? What's the first thing that he said?" no idea no idea man he said the united states must resolve its problem with its family structure can't be
4: mad at that
1: yeah because the percentage of single parent households has doubled since 1970 with almost 90% of which are headed by single mothers but are single mothers all around the country tonight silently wishing that they weren't a single parent and raising the kids alone
5: in some aspects, yeah.
1: Why so, brother?
5: Because sometimes they like to uh, have the help, but then also they don't like to have somebody trying to tell them what they should do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a double-edged sword. As long as you're helping me and you're doing what I tell you to do, that's fine. But the moment you make a suggestion on how I should try to raise my kids, then we got a problem. Mm. And that's where that's where a lot of single parents fall the fall issue.
1: you think it makes a difference if they're a single mother to boys versus girls?
5: No, I think it's just single parents, period. I think it's just kids, period. It could be a single father with the same issue. He's meeting a woman who doesn't have any kids, and she's trying to give him a suggestion.
1: But what now, about raising, raising boys versus girls? Do you think it makes a difference and, in that and, aspect? Yeah, but at the
5: same time, you know, it's also that double argument. You know, it takes a man to raise a man, and then at the same time there are single mothers who raise men just fine. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's you got data points all over the place, but I know majority, if the father isn't in the home then and the woman has a boy, then there's a good chance that boy is going to suffer some kind of way as far as development.
4: But I was fortunate enough to have older brothers. Oh, okay. who, <laughs> so you raising uh, a single mom? Yeah. And if I didn't have older brothers, I probably would have had other challenges. But they were sometimes uh, judge and executioner, you know. Mm. Um. So they they kept me pretty much on the straight and narrow even though my mother, you didn't play with her. My older brother did not play with my mother. Mm -hmm. She definitely didn't go that route. Um, And, you know, I, I, I really appreciated what my mother did, so I just did the few laws that she asked for me to keep. You know, and everything was fine. But I guess if I didn't have any male model at all in my life, even though, they, you know, I, I, I knew where my father was, but, you know, Papa was a rolling stone, you know. Yeah. And um, so I, I didn't get away. I couldn't get away with anything, even if I wanted to. Yeah. Like the
1: other brother said, I mean, there are certain things that would probably be better if there was a man around to discuss, you know, with, you know, the, the boy. And uh got a couple quotes from uh, single mothers and what they had to say about raising a son. Uh, this is the first one, and I quote, Being a man is one of those things that, as a woman, I know it when I see it, but I don't know how to teach it. I don't know exactly what I need to teach my son in order to teach him to be a man. There's that balance between that natural desire to protect my son from all the evils of the world and making sure he knows how to deal with them on his own. There are different societal expectations for men and women, and I'm just ill-equipped to fully teach him how to meet those expectations, end quote. And here's the second single mother. Women need to be honest with themselves that they can't really empathize with what their sons go through in the same way they can with their daughters. Raising boys requires the presence of male role models. Women should also seek advice from male friends when something comes up with their boys that they don't really know how to handle, end quote. So, question, fellas. Like the brother said, you know, he had older brothers. But did you have good male role models when you were growing up? Did you have good male role models when you were growing up?
6: I had a few. I had a few.
1: Okay, and who were they? Were they relatives, community folks?
7: Community folks more so than relatives. A couple relatives, but more so community. Mm
4: Mm-hmm. I got a little noise. I'm sorry, that's me finishing off my chicken salad. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) But do you all think that? Do y'all think that boys growing up today have more good male role models than you had, or less?
3: I think they have less. Okay. Cause, um, because, because, uh, because guys now are are looking at people at their own age. They're not. They see, you know, their role models are the people that's on TV. You know, most of our men now want to have a rap contract. Or they want to they want to be in music, go to school for music, or something like that. If the ones you want to do go to school, um, that's the way to get the fast buck. Um, you don't see a lot of men unless they're around that environment, whether they have an opportunity to uh, see men that uh, own their own businesses or. Men that become doctors or lawyers or 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 politicians or whatever you want to be because we're scattered all over the place, so they get their role models off what they see and that's
1: t v mm. Anybody else do y'all think our boys growing up today have more or less good male role models compared to what you had?
4: Uh, I think, oh, go ahead. No, I, basically, I was going to say this. My oldest son rolled out. He thought he knew what he was doing, you know. Uh, he was out there for a year. He had to come back. The compliment he gave me, I don't think he knew was a compliment. And we were talking about the situation. I said, well, you knew that you know, you didn't have to go through some of the stuff you went through. And he said, "Well, Dad, you, you know, you taught us to to deal with adversity. You know, and I didn't, I didn't let him know that that was the best thing he could have said to me. You know, because they let me know that I did do my job. You know, uh, I have never heard my son look at anybody as a role model." Um, other than myself, and I never boasted that I'm your role model. You know, this is my rules, this is what you do, this is what you don't do as a man, you know. And they're going to do what they're going to do because of their friends. So I would I guess I would agree with the idea that now their friends are more than role models.
0: Mm-hmm. Instead
4: of, like in my house, there is no athlete role model, you know. Go
1: act the role model. Good words. Tony, you would to say something?
7: Well, what I see in today's society the lack of male role, male role models by the evidence of the characteristics of the young men that we see now. Um, the way they dress shows an absence of a male role model. Some of the ways that they talk and carry themselves and treat women. I reveal there is a direct absence of male role models. Um, I couldn't get away with half of the things that they're getting away with now when I was a young teenager. Um, I would be checked three or four times throughout the day. You know, um, to wear my pants hanging down, I probably wouldn't have gotten one block without it being corrected by somebody. And I think that now, not only do we have a lack of male role models, but people tend to mind their business because fear for their life or whatever the case may be. But um, I think there is a direct difference today than it was, you know, 20 years ago as far as role models are concerned for men.
1: Good words. I want to flip that around regarding male role models. um in single moms, but in some ways, do y'all think that single moms actually have an advantage in being more free to allow their sons to be in touch with their emotions, you know, without having to fight with us, you know, insisting that she's making him soft and that he needs to man up? You know, do y'all think that single moms have an advantage in, you know, the, the emotional aspects when when they're raising their sons?
5: No, I don't think so. I don't think so because women are emotional and uh they don't they don't know how to really manage their emotions like a man does and to try to teach a man how to manage his emotions like a man instead of a female that's that's hard for a woman to do. It's almost impossible.
1: Do you think that women are even aware of their limitations in raising boys?
5: Good women are. Some women, no, some women think they can just do it all on their own, you know. And, you know, they they take it out on on the baby daddy or whatever, you know, not knowing their limitations, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a good woman would have, you know, those strong role models around them, those strong male role models, you know, like being involved in the Big Brother program, you know, or something like that, and I don't okay. know if any of y'all participate in that.
4: Uh, but I think the biggest problem comes into what's into play is that she's mad at daddy, so she's going to make his life miserable, make it difficult for him to really have a relationship with his son. Yes, you know, bad-mouthing. You know? Yeah,
5: and that's the, that's the thing about emotions, you know, bad-mouthing the dad to the boy and then, you know, Dad may be taking care of business As a man is concerned He just might not want to be with his baby mother But he's still taking care of business And he may be a perfect example But that that boy ain't going to emulate his dad She's talking about it Yeah
7: yeah. That's a horrible thing to do And they do it so often And that's another reason why You know These these young men are coming up A little twisted You know what I mean Because they you know They want to love their father, but on the same token, they're being raised by a single mother who's constantly bad-mouthing the father. So at that point, what do you do? You know, what kind of person do you, I mean, who do you look up to? You start looking up to your mother?
4: Go ahead. No, I was just, you know, I guess I'm the poster child for a lot of things, but I just stay consistent. And everything I did, good, bad, or indifferent, I just stayed consistent. Yeah.
1: But see, do you, do you think that there's some women out here that make their sons the men in their lives? Oh, absolutely.
7: Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: Hmm.
4: And the other side of that is uh, the the responsibility is, is is perceived by the son, and then he is doing. He is basically like giving him a gun and he doesn't know how to shoot. He's going to end up blowing his own brains out because the first thing he wants to do is I'm the man and he doesn't do it totally. He just does what he thinks, you know, is being the man.
7: Yeah. You see, see, a smart single mother, and I'm not trying to say anything derogatory against single mothers that don't know, but Again, um like somebody said earlier, you have to involve that, that boy in 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 activities that will he will at least get a chance to take advantage of somebody else's father. Another man in the you know, in the community. You know, take him to softball, take him to practice, take him to whatever he's gotta go where you know there may be another man presence as a good role model that may sit down and talk to him. Because a lot of times they're at a loss, like somebody said earlier, they're at a loss at what to say and how to raise a boy. And they get to the point where they get frustrated and just do anything. And it's very delicate raising a, a, a boy, especially um, by a mother, because you got to understand there's certain things that he's not going to want to hear from you, that he's got to hear from a man.
1: But do you think that even if these, you know, boys participate, in those type of programs, and, you know, a match with pretty decent guys, can it ever replace a full-time male role model or father?
7: Yeah, but I don't really think that – well, let me say this. What is a full-time male role model, father? What is that nowadays? I mean, Um, somebody's – I mean, because, you know, you're working, you got activities – I mean, you're not going to always be in your son's life, even if you live in the house. And then you got some fathers that are there that are absent anyway. You see what I'm saying? So you have to you have to find a way to at least ad libit at least get at the bare minimum get them around some. And 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 again, to answer your question, you may never replace the father. You see what I'm saying? But you have to make the attempt to get them around somebody that's positive, and again somebody else's father who may sit down and talk to him and just you know give him a couple th- weeks of pep talk or something I don't know
5: man yeah. you, you you know through my fraternity uh one of my frat brothers his brother coaches a little a little league football team and some of these women actually use their son as a as a way to try to trap men after they have sex with them. You know what I'm saying? Like like no, exactly. they'll come on to the coach, you know, you know, and then they'll let him hit one time. Then if you want to hit a second time, well now you gotta spend time with the boy. it's really sad. Some of the stuff that these women are doing and not even taking time to really try to raise a man.
7: So you're saying, you know, through sexual favors, they're trying to pawn their son off on another
5: man. Exactly. They're trying to say, well, you know what? If I give this guy what he wants, maybe he'll teach my son to be a man. And there gonna be all these women to get mad at me for saying it,
1: but it happens. Yeah, because the whole, you know, the whole point of that program, that's your fraternity, I mean, the whole point is to give those boys the opportunity, you know, to hang out with with some decent men and, and do some guy stuff.
5: Well, yeah. Now, what my fraternity does, yeah, but my uh, frat brother's brother, you know, he just coaches just a regular community team that's not linked to my fraternity.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. You.
5: Got you. And this is just something he was telling me, and I couldn't believe it.
1: Wow, you know what
5: I'm saying? That's crazy.
1: But do you think that you know boys are comfortable talking to their their mothers when it comes to? Like puberty and, and other bodily functions I was You were You were more comfortable Or just That's how it was It is I was
7: I was actually more comfortable Talking to my mom About that kind of stuff But a lot I of things, so. You know About um, Women uh, She taught me A lot about women I think she taught, Probably taught me Better than my father Could have ever taught me She was a woman Um Taught me how to treat women, how to talk to women, how to get what I wanted from women. I learned that from my mother. You know, certain things about when you go out and get an apartment, how to keep it clean, how to cook for a woman, how to, you know, all these things. She prepared me to go out in the world and be with women. You know what I mean? And she probably did a pretty good job. (laughs) Because I didn't really need to know much. I mean, everything that came across, she had already taught me how to do it. I don't really think I would have gotten that from my father. My father gave me very little advice in that area. Very little advice in that area.
1: Mm. Well, I want to add a little bit to what you're saying. And good words, good words, sir. But I want to add a little something to what you're saying there regarding, you know, teaching. Um, this is five seconds, fellas, and pardon the language. I want to talk about the toilet seat for a second. What do y'all teach your sons about the toilet seat? <laughs> do you teach them to leave it up or down after they finish peeing? What do you teach them? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care.
5: <laughs> they don't care about it. I mean, uh, as far as when he's going? Is that what you're asking, Rodney? After
1: he's finished.
5: Oh, after, after
2: he's finished? Oh, don't okay. matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what
1: do you teach them after they finish? I mean, I, I, I before my... The son was born, you know it was just me, the wife, and I got two girls, so generally, you come to my house, the seat is is down hundred percent of the time, but you because know, once I finish, I'll put the seat back down, you know, and if you hear the lyrics to the to the clip I played, say you know the, you used to sit down to aim you know I'm not talking about that you know no nobody's sitting down, you know to, to yeah, aim I mean toilet. it
5: don't matter to me right now i don't I don't really enforce the toilet seat rule, I mean,
4: uh, I just guess. tell
5: everybody how to check the toilet seat.
4: Well, well, for two reasons actually, sanitary reasons, you need to put it down anyway. <laughs> you know, because the matter goes everywhere if you don't. But um, woman in the house, that's the rule. And when they were little, if I caught them sitting down, they got a high parts with them until they learn.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no sitting down to aim. That's the point. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good words, good words. Anybody else I want to give it? make sure everybody got an opportunity to talk? Um, but again, I want to just delve deep into this, and this is right where we need to be. I want to add a little bit of texture, um, delve deep into this stuff that we're taught. This is another clip. It's only four seconds.
4: Because a lot of times our examples are We were taught to be Players The more women you
1: had Equals the more man you are Is that true fellas Is that what we're taught The more women we have The more man you are Is that what we're taught Coming up Hmm.
7: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah Not the more man you are The more manly man Hmm. What do oh, you mean, man. more manly man? You know I mean, you're you're a manly man. You 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 you're a ladies' man. You you know you you're not just um okay. You can have a guy that's good at sports. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He ain't soft. He's good at sports. You know he holds his own. Mm-hmm. You can have another guy that's all right in sports, but he got six or seven chicks on the side.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
7: gonna hold more rank because that's a complete picture. You're good in sports, and you got the girls. Mm. And the more you have, the the better your resume is. <laughs> you can sit down, and you know, I mean, you got more stories to tell. Guys gonna come talk to you before they come talk to that guy that's good at sports. They're gonna come talk to you. The, people are gonna come around. Your boys are gonna congregate around you because they know that you got the good news that they wanted. What's going on to all these girls? Can I get the hookup? Do they have any friends? Does your girl have any sisters? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you you hold a little bit more clout when you have more women.
1: Mm. Good words. Anybody else? Well, how about about today? You know, let's, let's fast forward, you know, to today. When it comes to the bedroom, are you still the man? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
5: I, don't un- I don't understand the question Because the word still is in there it- you- <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean you- And brother you're a Let me tell example. you something so. I watch so. a
5: single Look, you know, me and my wife You know, today we watch Single Ladies Because we recorded from last night On VH1 <laughs> yeah. And you know, my wife Be looking at all these little love scenes And everything So my wife today going to look at me and say You need to take notes
0: Oh um, and I said, really? I
5: said, really? I said, really? And she said, you know, I'm just saying. I said, no, 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 seriously. We're going have a conversation. I said, really? I
4: need to take notes.
5: Really? Well, you know, I was just joking. I said, yeah.
4: Well, yeah, back that up. I yeah, dude, tell her. <laughs> clean that up. props right there.
5: Because <laughs> I know what goes on. Clean that up. <laughs> really? I was like, really? You really want to go? No, no, no. Okay. Because you know. <laughs> they could care less. It could be some furniture moving up in here. but <laughs> well, some dudes be
1: slipping in the bedroom. They they, they not the man no more. You know they gain a little weight and you know out of breath and, and knee going. Nobody
5: reminded that. I'm, I ain't gonna say it no
1: more. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta say
2: it. You gotta you gotta help the brothers
5: Push ups, sit ups. Push ups, sit ups. Listen to some ignorant rap music while you work out, and I guess you'll be a beast.
7: You know what? Also, though, that diet. Yeah. Man. The that diet. diet. The diet. The diet probably is more important than. Oh than the, yeah, absolutely. Than yeah. the actual exercise itself.
5: Absolutely, man. Diet. Well, diet
4: is definitely. Well, just the other day, this was what came out of mine oh, your stomach's gone down. <laughs> 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 you know, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, that comes from doing something, you know. And she's like, sit ups? So I said, no, I, I never really was a sit-up guy anyway. That's what got me where I'm at. Mine is from surgery, actually. actually. But, um, but it is that more than anything else. Well, that's good. You know, I'm, I'm glad y'all are, are still the man
1: in your bedroom today, August seventh, 2012. That's good.
5: Rodney, how does your wife feel about hand cream?
1: Hand cream?
5: Yeah, hand lotion.
1: What do you mean?
5: You know what I mean. You and hand lotion, man. You know you. You got the nice, smooth hands and everything, you know. I know that's what your wife likes, right? You know you you. You know you. You know, you one of them. You know, you one of them up to date dudes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> with the bow tie, the hand cream, the seersucker suit. I mean, you know. No,
1: I'm not up to, I'm not up to date. Say
5: You up to, to date. date? You current? You current?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you have to give. You have to you know hit me on. Uh, I don't know if I'm current with that because we don't we don't have no hand cream. <laughs> you know. But I want to, and, and a thank you for bringing up the wife, because that's where I want to go next. You know, and and, and we're in the bedroom. And it's almost ten o'clock, but it's that time. But I want y'all to listen to this. It's quick. Don't miss it. And uh, this is the last clip for a while, but don't don't miss this before I ask my next question. It's only five seconds.
7: I mean, even if she cheats, or even mm-hmm. if she neglects you or whatever the case may be, you're still going to stay faithful.
1: Does the fact that you're a faithful man give your wife the opportunity to punk you? And, and let me explain. You know, she's basically thinking that you know I ain't gonna give you no booty for whatever reason, and I know you ain't gonna do nothing about it. You, you, gonna, you you're not gonna cheat. So
7: we talked about last. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that the other week. 100% correct.
1: And what does that do to our relationship? You know that she's just, you know, holding out, and she knows that you're not going to be at the light making a right into Tracy's, you know, yard or, or direction or what. She knows you ain't going to do that. Now, not that it's impossible, but she knows. What does that do to? What does that do to the relationship? To
4: the marriage? Well, first, it she can only pull at one time. Mm. Got to keep a guessing either way. I mean, I'm a faithful man, but if she, you know, want to be reluctant about something, it's like, you, you know, check it out. You the jealous one, you know. <laughs> when I get a phone call as a friend, you you, you get all tight. So she can't pull that with me because she don't want to risk that.
7: I think that. We talk about a lot of things in marriage, communication, um, finances, you know, that are marriage killers. I think that a lot of times we overlook the resentment fact. Um, When activity like that starts to go on in the marriage, there's some resentment being built up. And it's a dangerous thing because... um, you've taken advantage of someone's faith. Mm. And the only reason why I say faith is because if you didn't have faith, you'd have been cheating already. Um, it's definitely a situation that she should be mindful of. Because a person can only take but so much. You know what I mean? And if she's playing you Because she knows that you're not going to cheat. That she knows what your values are. So she's going to act a fool and do whatever she wants to do. When it happens, you won't even care that she knows. And a lot of times people will cheat. Not for the sex, but to get busted. Just so they can prove a point to their spouse. That they're slipping.
4: And it's real hard to do that because, see, temptation is a daily challenge. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Now, if you got a guy that, well, well what will go hand in hand with that is, um, and which is bad is, look at you. You know, you sit around, you don't do anything, blah, 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 blah. blah. Then it's uh, now I have control. You know, because if I don't, <laughs> ain't nobody going to want you. You know, and to me, that's the end. But then again, I'm too old to play games anyway. So a lot of things that if if it don't get straight in 24 hours, it may not need to.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: But what about, you know, what about these guys? You know, who instead of having a chick on the side, they have a dick on the side. Whoa! Can a dude be on the down low and be the man of the house at the same time? Oh, I don't know. I,
5: <laughs> Rodney, I don't know.
7: <laughs> I mean, well, if you're on the down low, then it's down low. Most of them down low. They go home and they still handle their business.
4: Yeah, but there's got to be some softness
7: there somewhere, some little crack. Yeah, you might be the, you know, the alpha male in the,
1: you know, in the
0: relationship.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You mean the one that pitches? (laughs) (laughs) Not the one that catches? (laughs) not the catcher. (laughs) Yeah, um, let me get back to, I just threw that in for good measure, um, (laughs) make sure y'all paying attention, but, um. True or false? Children who are the products of divorced parents, single mothers, or fathers who spend more time at work than at home are essentially the same. Children who are the products of divorced parents, single mothers, or fathers who spend more time at work than at home are essentially the same. True or false?
4: I'd say true. All deals with neglect. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no social... Um, communication, not just verbal, but what they can see. You know, and and believe it or not, your children are going to take after one of you, all of you, whether their mother or their father, somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. And noted
1: American author Edward Abbey once said that we as males proceed from infancy into senility without ever knowing manhood. From infancy into senility, from babies to old men, without ever knowing manhood. Is Edward right? Is that true? I can't agree with that. Anybody else from... We, we, as males, proceed from infancy to senility without ever really knowing manhood. Y'all think that it was right or wrong? No, I feel he's wrong. I mean, wow.
6: Yeah, I mean, you gotta know manhood at some point. Mm. I mean,
1: well, there are there, there are three primary social institutions that have historically served to mold young boys into men in their family, religion, and education. Yet the masculine influence of these institutions diminished over the last century. Now, I'm going to break this thing down for y'all really quickly. During the pre-industrial period, a man's home was also his workplace. So, for example, the farmer bring your kid to work day was every day. Father and son worked side by side from sunrise to sunset. Fathers taught by example, not only apprenticing their sons into the trade, but subtly imparting lessons on hard work and virtue. And this relationship was disrupted by the Industrial Revolution as fathers were forced to abandon the land and the workshop for a place on the assembly line and become the absentee breadwinner. So a clear line was drawn between the home and the workplace. Dad left the home in the morning, and did not return for 10 to 12 hours at a time. The home then became thought of as the women's sphere, a feminine refuge from the rough and dirty professional and political realm, a.k.a. the man's world. So children spent all their time with mom, who with all of her virtue and morality was expected to turn her little boys into little gentlemen. So here's the question. Do y'all think that anybody realized that this setup of keeping Dad away from his children for the bulk of the day deprived the children of his mentoring and created a culture where the father's parenting role was deemed subordinate to the mother's. Do you all think anybody you know thought about that as they took Dad out of the home, put him on the assembly line or wherever he worked for 10 to 12 hours a day? Do you all think that anybody realized that this setup actually de- de- deprived the children of the father's mentoring? And then he had to come home and you know, mom was doing the discipline, you know, mom was taking care of everything. Do y'all think anybody thought about that, thought through that when those changes came about?
4: That was just a normal transition. Um I'm 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 not sure. I can't sit down and say no one, but I'm sure it wasn't a conversation of saying, Hey, look, we need the money if I go work for this factory and I make two times or for Five times what I make now, you know, how is it going to affect my dealing with the kids, you know, because you're taught to provide, one, protect, you know, so you had to provide, you know. Um, I don't know if anybody ever watched the uh, TV show used to come on, The Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. There was an episode where um, the, the dad, it, it was around his job, the pressures of his job, and and how, when he got home, the interaction was. And then he took his uh, son Kevin to work, you know, and then his son got a glimpse of this ain't too great here, you know, what he has put up with, you know. Yet he's coming home angry and and and, and bothered all night. You know, you you stayed away from him. You learned to stay away from him, so you didn't have to deal with his wrath. You know, so it is what it is. You, you know, the the whole idea. And then you look at the the uh, social ills. You know, majority of fathers are either in jail or or uh, millions died in some war, mm-hmm. which left a lot of sons vulnerable.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, at least in that situation, Dad was around, you know, like you said. and
4: Yeah, but was... but you, you you were afraid. You, you, you know, you didn't want him to look at you, <laughs> you know, and say anything, you know, because you're scared of him, you know.
5: You know, Rodney, I, I think a lot can also be based upon uh, generational teachings and generational culture um back in the day the generations had different culture you know generation generation x and you know the greatest generation you know they had different principles and, and foundations that they based those principles on and they were a lot more dedicated to some things that we're not so dedicated to now as as, as a generation and i think that has a lot to do with it also
1: mhm good words good words i mean cuz i mean you're exactly right um Because the divorce rate actually began to climb at the turn of the century, and it it peaked at around 1980 when many states legalized what they call no-fault divorces. And the courts typically favored the mother when issuing custody rights. So before, you know, boys didn't see their fathers while they were away at work. You know, now they only saw dad on weekends or summers or holidays. And, of course, many dads have voluntarily fled from the responsibility of their children. But just a sidebar, you know, while it is properly thought that the divorce rate is increasing, it has, in fact, been falling for the past three decades and is currently at its lowest level in 30 years. And among those couples who are college-educated, the divorce rate is actually only 11%. Just a sidebar. But did you all know that until the mid-19th, century the vast majority of teachers were men did y'all know that
4: yeah
1: yeah and you know back then teaching was not considered a, a lifelong career but was rather undertaken by young men doing slow periods on the farm or while they were studying to become you know maybe a lawyer or a minister and children were thought to be inherently sinful and therefore prone to unruly behavior So they needed a strong male presence to keep them in line. And in 1870, women made up two-thirds of teachers, three-fourths in 1900s, and four-fifths in 1910s. In 1910s, so boys spend a significant portion of their day at school, but without the influence and example of an adult male mentor. And then they go home to a single mom. So... You know, as far as the the current state of affairs, bringing this thing right up back to current, as far as the current state of affairs, fathers are missing in action. Schools are staffed by a majority of women. Boys are falling falling behind girls in academic performance. You know, it's it's a pretty dismal situation. But how many men, how many men work eight to ten hours a day at a job they hate, come home, play with their kids a few minutes, and then go sit in front of the TV? How many men y'all think do that?
5: I think quite a few uh you know are you saying a percentage wise yeah sure yeah I would say I would say probably about forty percent
1: hmm. wow, do you think our generation values money over time spent with the family? We're forced to. Why is that?
5: Because the money means so much less than it did back then. Mm. The amount of money you have to make in order to provide a comfortable living for your family, and I know you we're going to go into the definition of comfortable, uh, <laughs> you, you, you have to make
4: more. Yeah. Which means you have to work harder.
5: Exactly. And spend less time away from your family and still in values.
4: Mm. Man, y'all
1: getting closer. I like it. I like it. But let me ask y'all this. Is your family the most important element of your life? Long side, long pause. Is your family the most important element of your life?
5: It's one of the most. One of the most.
4: Okay. Yeah. It is, but Um, now my sons are older now, you know, they're doing their thing, so, you know, it's not important to me to make sure I have to feed them now, you know, if I feed <laughs> them, it, 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 it's being nice to you, you know? Yeah. Um, man, it's about me getting me back again. Yeah, and according
1: to a recent survey, seventy-six percent of adults said their family was the most important element of their life. But let me ask you this: this is a different question. Is your current family closer than the family that you grew up in? Ooh. Is your current family closer than the no. family that you grew up in? No. Why not? Uh, I
5: say, I say, no.
1: Why not?
5: Because I come in you know, I'm in a blended family. Okay. So Doctor I don't <laughs> I don't see I don't see how my family now could ever be as close as my family life growing up because I was raised, you know, with my dad. Okay. So every step of the way I got my dad right here. You know, whereas the kids that I have here in my house, they didn't al- they didn't always have me, so we didn't always have that time of bonding. Now, I'm basing it on total lifespan of of, of you know of each kid. You know you know what I'm saying, Rodney?
1: I know exactly what you're saying. Bro. And so, and so I'm, I'm saying day.
5: because of that, I'm not quite where I could be right now at their points in their lives because I miss so much of their past. Mm.
1: Anybody else want to take a stab at that? Is your current family closer than the family you grew up in?
4: My mind is, is uh, you know, they're too busy doing their thing, you know, so they don't have time. They they just uh, in passing sometimes, you know. Uh, we might have more of a conversation than when when they were younger. You know, but I ain't too upset with that because, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to have their little love affairs. They're going to have their knucklehead friends. And back when I was coming up, because, I mean, you know, my father was, I don't even know how to say if he was asking, but they split up. I was, what, eight, nine? So I had in that portion, you know, and, 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 uh, we had dinner at the same time, you know, everybody sat down and had dinner, you know, but once that structure went away, then it was like you eat on the run, you you, you don't really sit down, you know, mom started from work, <laughs> you know, um, we had a choice, we ate when we wanted to, or we ate over a friend's house or whatever, so you know, once the family structure broke down, then that's when, you know, it was less closeness as, as far as um, I'm more close. I was more close with my my mother than my sons are with me because I talked to her more, you know. Um, she was who I wanted to, and I knew I would get the straight deal, whether good or bad, you know. Mm-hmm. When my sons, it's like, I got to beat them to the freaking, you know, to the door and say, look, you know, you're not not doing this right. You know, and whether they listen or they hear, and then later on when, when the crap hits the fan, then, you know, they looking for me to lend a hand. You know, why didn't you listen to me in the beginning? My mother only had to tell me one time. Hmm.
1: Good words, good words. And according to that same survey, fellas, 40% of adults say that their current family is closer than the family in which they grew up in. But do y'all know any any married men that are pushovers? (laughs) Yeah. I think we all do. And, you know, Marriages that we know, there's there's little to no communication. The sheets are cold, you know, between a man and his wife. Um, But do y'all think that the problem could be because he's doing exactly what she says? And, and, And what I mean by that is that could their problem stem because there's no man in the house? No man with a backbone is like, yes, honey, you know, whatever you want, honey. You know, just it's almost like a doorman.
4: Now, it, it, I classified as losing your your power. You gave your power
3: up. Yeah, I was getting ready to say the same thing, man. There are a lot of yes then because they just sick and tired of arguing and, and and losing, so they just say yes to everything.
1: Mhm. And I mean, what he needs to do is provide leadership and assurance and be a man around the house. You know, I mean, that's the bottom line. But there are many keys to our problems in the family. And now we know that from a biblical perspective, the man is primarily responsible for the health and well-being of the family. But did y'all know that every parenting directive given in the Bible is addressed to the father? Did y'all know that? Did y'all, were you all aware that every parenting directive given in the Bible is addressed to the Father? Was anybody aware of that? I wasn't before I prepared for this. I thought that was interesting. But are all of our problems just on us as, as the man? or all of the problems that we have just one-sided? Is it just on us?
5: I mean, yeah, it's on us. We're responsible. Ultimately, we are responsible. And we're also responsible to manage our wives and their emotions, also, and not to let our wives and their emotions uh, contradict our authority. You know, and and how the kids see us, and so that's something that we have to always manage and always be on top of. So. Yeah, it takes a team effort. She has to know her role and stay in her role and support us. But even at the same time, we still have to manage how she participates in order for us to be effective and be a positive role model to our kids. That's
1: good. That's good. And, you know, with that, just to follow up on that, good words, brother. I mean, we're not saying that mothers are incidental you know i mean even the story of jesus and his mother mary you know gives a uh, clear evidence that mothers are essential to the health and well-being of the family so it's not as if mothers are you know secondary however it's fa- it's the fathers that play a primary and strategic role and as husbands we have the responsibility of being men and that's being men not only outside the home but inside the home. Now I'm about to turn the heat up a little bit. Hang up, disconnect, do what you got to do. Going on, going up a notch here. But you're such a wonderful man to have everywhere. You're wildly successful at almost every turn, at your job, your hobbies, in your community, at your church, etc. But to hear your wife tell it, the story is much different at home. Now, the problem with being a man is that the demands are so great on us, the stress, the tension, the pressure, etc. So to be able to give our energy, our strength, and our health to accomplish the things, to provide for our families and be the leaders that we are called to be becomes extremely difficult. But here's the question, fellas. Again, about to turn the heat up here. Do we have a confused view of what it means to come home? And what I mean by that is, do we think home is a place where we come to rest? When, when the reality is, home is a place where we come to lead.
5: Yeah, I, I think so.
3: I think yeah. home is also a place to rest, though. Mm-hmm. You got to get some rest. I mean, I mean, when you first walk in the house, you're looking for rest, looking yeah. to you know release. And, and but, have but, a place to sit your head, but yeah, you still lead even when you rest.
5: But but you know it's something that my my wife is guilty of, and I always hear her say this. You know, God, I just need to rest for a minute. You know, it's like when she's home, it's like she must rest. Sometimes she can't deal with the issues going on in the house. She can't. She don't even want to, She don't even want to hear it. You you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like I see home as a place, okay, this is battle command. You know, we got our mission and our objective to raise some productive human beings and, and individuals, and that's what we're going to do.
1: She said,
5: okay, I'm home. I can finally relax. Mm.
1: Getting somewhere. Getting somewhere. When I get home from work, you know, my two daughters rush to greet me at the door with big hugs and kisses. You know, they. I mean, they literally run. They stop what they're doing. And they run to the door. Whether they're on the, the the main floor upstairs, they stop what they're doing when daddy's. They come and run and give me big hugs and kisses. But what kind of greeting do you get when you get home from a hard day's work? And you may not have little kids like I do, but when and whether it be your wife or your you know uh, your your younger kids, or teenage kids or whatever, what kind of greeting do you get when you come home from a hard day's work?
4: But, you know, that, that that's a scale thing. I mean, yeah. when my sons were small and I came in, you know, it was that wet. Mm-hmm. You know, as they got older, it was less and less, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, for somebody who doesn't have a daughter, you know, I would still want it to go on when they're like 13 or 14, and I don't think it will. You know, oh, he's Dad. Okay, Dad. I'm. What do What do you got for me? You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Can I go? Is Is then you dealing with uh, being being used as a pawn? You know. Well, can I go? And then you find out. Well, I told her she could. You know. So.
0: Yeah,
7: and, and you know, you're not going to. You know, the same daughter. My youngest daughter. She would meet me. As soon as she heard my, the car pull up she would run down the steps and get halfway down the steps because she knows she was jumping and I was catching her. Mm. That was our routine. She would get halfway down the steps, wait for me to get to the bottom of the steps, and she'd jump into my arms. And I've watched that change, just like you said, from that to, what's up, Dad?
5: <laughs> you, know, you know, my 8-year-old my or well, 9-year-old right you know, my biggest concern when I come through the door is trying to position myself so her forehead doesn't catch me in the wrong area. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: now, I could come in on fire with coins of gold shooting from my fingers, and no one would care, would raise an eyebrow. <laughs> it's more like, oh, what are we going to eat? <laughs>
7: And you know what I'm glad you said that man Because you know I thought it was only me
5: <laughs> No nah, oh, man Can my friends come over Can you take me to the movies You know Oh Oh yeah Hey how you doing
7: Well let me ask you a
5: question How, ahead, how should you ahead. be
7: greeted how should, how should you be greeted By your
5: wife Oh with a kiss With a kiss and if she and if she well, me wrong, the then cool. You know, I understand. And it, it maybe she' mad. Maybe the kids are getting on her nerves. Maybe it's that time of the month. But you know, mm-hmm. if if she looking if she looking crazy face, I'm just gonna stay away. I'm gonna chill in the basement. Go on, you yeah. know, be crazy.
7: I mean, but is that a, a is that a realistic thing or a New Year thing? Because I don't know. I mean, how many guys on this phone get greeted with a kiss from their spouse when they come home from work?
1: I don't get it every time man. I get it yeah. every day. It's irregular. It's irregular.
5: Well,
7: yeah. Well, you work. You work. You work a long way
5: from home, brother. You <laughs> gotta get a kiss.
3: <laughs> but listen, I hey, mean, yeah, even you before the way back, even before this, I mean, when when she walks in the house, I'm standing at the door making sure she get in. Ain't nobody jumping out the side of the garage. And uh, I give her a kiss when she walks in the door. When in the same thing, no, 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 when no. I come in. She gives me that first thing yeah, we do, say, Hey baby, kiss. Mad at each other, I might get the forehead or cheek or something. I might need you know, might get the back of the neck. I know she mad. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Every day that's, that's we kiss portion. at least once.
3: Yeah. Wake up in the morning kiss.
5: Every day, at least once. Man, if you can't kiss your baby every day, you, you know.
3: You got you got a problem.
5: You can't Yeah, you gotta got talk day. to her about that. You gotta say, listen, uh, I just need to kiss you every day. If you got a problem with that, maybe we need some counseling. But I just need some sugar.
0: <laughs> well, I get
5: I actually, that. If I can't get that, why? What's <laughs> the problem? It don't cost you
4: nothing?
5: <laughs> just go on and them lips. Let me get it, and I can go on about my business.
4: Um, I actually saw today. Uh, they were saying that uh, if you kiss more in your relationship, it'll be better that, the, you, you know, your relationship will be stronger. Yeah, I believe yeah, that. I believe
7: that. And you can flip it over and say if you kiss less, your relationship will be in worse shape. Mm.
5: Yeah, I know when we hit a low point, that's the first, thing, that's the first casualty. Ain't no damn kissing.
1: you yeah. <laughs> last person I want to kiss. And when you come home, you know, she's looking over the mail, and like, yeah, what up? you know
5: you, you don't even know. speak you don't even you know ain't none of that i love you what's up kids ain't none of that <laughs> Ugh, you <laughs>
1: but let me let me go back let me let me dig deep into this you know again home being a place where we come to rest versus being a place where we come to lead i'm gonna dig into this the next few minutes um why Why do y'all think the American man is a man everywhere but at home? Why, when we come home, we seem to be missing in action, you know, as as the American man? Not you, per se, but the American man. When we come home, we seem to be missing in action.
5: Because of the female revolution. Okay. That's why. You're
1: going to have to explain that, fella.
5: Women are so apt on doing it on their own and being by themselves, and not needing man, no man, you know. It's hard to find a woman that will actually say she needs a man. There's plenty of women that want a man. But, it's, you know, it, there ain't many. I mean, it's it's like they go away from that. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's that's just a problem. There's, there's a problem to be vulnerable. There's a problem for a woman to need to be protected, provided for, and have someone profess their love for them. They got a problem with all that. You know, they can do it on their own. But at the same time, they need someone to help with them kids.
1: (laughs) And the bills.
5: (laughs) Yeah, and the bills, you know, and pay the fine note.
1: (laughs) But I'll agree with that. But I add something else to it, brother. I think that we want to build our own identities and be in control of our own destinies. And we can do this everywhere if we work at it, but at home. You know, that's one place where we can't quite seem to pull it off. I mean, you can work, think, create, design, move up the career ladder, et cetera. And, in fact, that's that's where a majority of our energy goes, into our careers, into our hobbies. But because
4: you into, also, I'm, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. But you can also look at it this way, too. Um, we're more vulnerable at home. We're more vulnerable to our kids, you know, because... Um, the, you, you'll let maybe your kids get away with some stuff, you know. By the time you get home, your your wife, or if she got home first, or if she doesn't work, she's taking care of all the necessities going on. Who's having this problem? Who needs to be? Uh, what they call a timeout name, I called it pain. Um, when I came up, um. <laughs> So it's like you come home and you want less to do because you just had to deal with a boss you really wanted to knock down, you know, or you're working with somebody who really doesn't know what they're doing, so you had to do more. And when you get home, it's like, what's the first thing you want to hear? Such, such, such is going on. Such, 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 such such is going on. And you got to address that most of the time. You don't want to deal with it. Mhm so you let things go by. Mhm. Man, it's getting good.
1: It's getting good because you know our careers that that's where we you know like you said brother we we hammer out our identity and, and there's actually where we can feel we can be somebody. You know, we have successes, achievements, bonuses, you know. Whereas I think it's, you know, when it comes, when we come home, it could be, you know, the one thing that we can't control is a woman. You know, because, for example, we can fake it at the office. We can fake it through the sales presentation. We may even be able to knock it out the park in negotiations. And we can be tough on the playing field, but when we come home, does she see right through us? You're supposed to.
6: Supposed
5: to? Yeah, but you know.
6: Supposed
5: to, yeah. She see right through us, but it depends on who's looking, th- who's looking through us.
0: Yeah.
5: Is, it, is it is it an enemy soldier or is it a friend? Mm. Mm. And what go. does she do with the information there. that she has on there her? There you go. That's <laughs> it. Right and I know if y'all are married to any type of woman, they will sometimes throw the information they got back up in your face.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Mine is guilty of this crime also.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: But do y'all think the standards for what it means to be a man in America is constantly changing, or has it basically stayed the same over time? Oh, it's changed greatly.
5: What, 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 Rodney? What does it mean to be a man in America where, 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 right now?
3: <laughs>
5: <Hey>.
3: <laughs> yeah. Please say what that is, because there's a lot of uh what what that, to that.
1: Yeah, it is. You tell me.
5: No.
3: You the <laughs> <a hose>.
1: No? <laughs> no?
5: You the host. Come on.
1: <laughs> what does it mean to be? I, you know, I think one thing that we have to remember is that as American men, you know, we haven't gotten anywhere without a good woman beside us, often in front of us sometimes more often behind us moving us along, you know, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I I think that uh, the standards, like the brother said, are changing. And, you know, we look at, I took y'all back to the the pre-industrial state revolution, the industrial revolution. I mean, it's, it changed once we departed the home in the morning. And I think, you know, the American, the, the, what it means to be an American man uh today is different for everybody. You know, because we're a melting pot. You know, that we have some standards what we're gonna get into later but you know some some American men say, you know, I just need to put I just need to make millions of dollars and as long as I'm pumping those millions into the bank account, I ain't gotta be home.
0: Mm-hmm. Family
1: provided for you know everything is cool. Yep. So, anybody want to agree or disagree with that?
7: I agree with that. I agree yeah. that a lot of people see that. I know people, personal people, are, you know, they make they a, lot a lot of money more. and they don't have to do anything else. You lose mm-hmm. a lot
4: more doing that, though. I mean, wow. You got to make choices. You got to make choices. You know, um, having a $100,000 a year job, Brings nothing but a hundred thousand dollars of 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 pain, you know, sure. of stress. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. give me fifty in a good home. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm Talk saying? About it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't need to have the biggest TV and in, in the newest Cadillac in my driveway, even though I would like to have it. Or you know, um, uh, you, you know, I may not be be able to go on a vacation every year, mm-hmm. but as long as I'm happy, I'm okay, you know, because, for instance, and this is this is my sister, you know, she mentioned she got a promotion and it didn't put a smile on her face, you know, because it just meant more bull she had to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, for many years, my mother avoided taking management positions because she saw exactly what it meant, and it wasn't necessary. She didn't need the stress. You know, so it's like you you have to make a choice, and the choice is family or what is perceived as success. Because if you don't own it yourself and you don't run it yourself and you don't claim all the uh, uh, assets and finances and, and yourself, Are you really successful, or are you making somebody else more successful? Hmm. And you
1: mentioned mentioned the word pain, brother. And has anybody on here ever experienced the pain over the loss of a dream or the failure of a business? Has anybody ever experienced the pain? Talk about it, sir.
3: Well, you know, I'm going through it right now. I mean, you don't win every job that you go out to. You know, you get disappointed because um, you, you get your hopes up, and um, you know you, you falter for some for any reason. But see, that's the joy out of uh, owning your own business because you know God. We all know He would never give you anything that you can't handle. But you got to work for it, and see mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to work for it. They want something given to them. See, as a real man, when we were younger, that's what our father do. He told you when you fell off the bike, you get your butt up. But somewhere along, we got stressed. We just wanted to go home. We just wanted to make a you know simple living. We didn't want to live in Where our father, if you had, you know our our older age, they they did civil rights. They did whatever it took to leave a better life for their kids and their and inheritance. And then it wasn't always money, but it was that effort, that work effort, that never give up attitude. And I think a lot of men have given up on that because of the stress in the world. They're, they're ready. They're okay to be comfortable. And that's just not me. You know, I was just telling uh, my brother-in-law just not too long ago who – you know he, he's not getting the contracts. He's not doing what he wants. And I'm like, so what? You still keep going. You don't stop because the economy says it was. It falters. Anything. How many people have failed on their business, but they keep going? Something's gonna happen. We gotta Listen. get back. We gotta get our men back in the attitude of of hard work and doing. You know, almost saying no, taking no for not answers.
1: Yeah, but but p Tan, do you think that, and, you know, I don't know if you know this about your brother-in-law or not, but do you think that, you know, regarding failure, do you think that that men seek guidance from the Lord before proceeding in that dream or that business?
3: He didn't, and I was just sitting there talking to him about it, literally was. is that, um, you know, um, I, I did a fast the other week. And out of that fast you can see just just a thank you fast. Just 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 to say, God thank you for everything that you were giving me. Everything mm-hmm. you've given my family and and, and keeping me strong in, in, in prayer. And then next thing you know, you just start seeing gifts. God says if you give away you get more. He didn't he didn't he didn't tell you to, you know, save up all your stuff and then not help anybody. It's nowhere in the Bible where it says You save up everything don't don't help anybody
1: what is is he married?
3: um he's going through some things with it in his marriage, but some See? of it is because i mean let's just i, I have to be honest in this case mhm, though he had mother and father in the home uh when he was younger mhm he he listened to the streets and his father gave up on. Him. His father would tell anything and he would listen to the streets. Mm. Now he's getting more back into his father' life as a grown man, but he still sometimes, his problem is, is he's almost, you know, in, in his 30s and he was acting like he wanted to be in 20, you know, 1920. He wanted to be young. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that. If you're going to... You gotta, you gotta become a man. You gotta stop thinking as a child. You know, because you know, young men will say, "I gotta do what I gotta do," and I'm like, "What do you gotta do? You gotta think about all the actions that you take." You know, if you know wrong is wrong, then why do wrong? A positive, you know, it's a it's a simple equation. A positive and negative is a negative. Mm-hmm. Hello. I mean, it's it's not that hard to to think about. So when we're talking as men, a lot of black men think, well, I'm struggling. I lost my job. You know, I need need assistance. I'm going to stay on this assistance until, you know, it runs out. Then I'm going to start doing something. Well, you know, for me it's like, oh, you just made me more hungry to go find something and do something because I'm not going to sit here and and allow somebody else to dictate what I want to do.
1: So, Pete, I, let me ask you this. Um, hmm? what,
3: what,
1: and it may be in that case, but what, is, what does our ego cost our wife? Are, are there some some instances where our careers cost our wives something that she shouldn't be paying?
3: Well, um, hopefully your ego is, is, is uh, it depends on how you use your ego. And, and and that's the difference. It depends on how you use your ego. If you're doing it just for you, for your happiness, and not for the family happiness, then you got a problem. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. doing this for the better, not only for you, but for your family, and then you got God in front of you, that's leaving inheritance. That's making you want to do a little
5: bit more.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you think that, and this is for anybody as well, um, do y'all think that we make financial decisions at a higher level of priority than we make spiritual decisions? Mm-hmm. Do we make financial decisions at a higher level of priority than we make spiritual decisions? And, I mean, what, let me let me add some texture to that, you know. There are times when we feel constrained to choose because financially we have a family to support. Let, let's be honest. You know, we have needs to meet. We have a wife who's dependent on us. We have children who are dependent on us. And some of us have others who are dependent on us, other family members. Mm -hmm. So do you all think that we make financial decisions at a higher priority than we make spiritual decisions?
7: Yeah, I mean, but that's that's not an easy question. The reason being is because um, who exactly are you asking the question to? somebody that believes that God is going to guide them in the right way, or some people that that just don't
1: believe. Mm-hmm. So it all um, depends
7: on who you're asking the question to.
1: Yeah, and I would say as Christian men, you know, we, we do add, uh, you know, we have to add God to the equation. And, and in this instance, you know, that that's who I'm, I'm talking about is that. But again, you know, we live on two different kinds of turf you know, the the tough turf of the business world on the street. And as the brother said earlier, you know, we have the tender turf of, of the home and family. And, you know, that's when the transition between the two, you know, can become very difficult and confusing for some. And that's why we're missing, we're missing men when we come home. Now, I'm about to turn it up a little bit more. Does the average does the average married man want to manage his career, obtain success and satisfaction and all those things? Do those things ultimately mean more to him than being the man that God has called him to be? I mean, does the average man really want all of this
6: responsibility that we talk about every Tuesday? Hmm. It's hmm, right.
1: I mean, but let, let, me, let me let me help y'all. I told you I'm gonna turn it up a little bit more. From from God's point of view for our lives, is it not about our achievements, our successes, or our satisfaction, but about our trust? I mean, isn't it trust that makes us real men?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Because a man, a real man, you can trust him. You can trust him to do what he say he's going to do and keep his word.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: That's what being a man is all about. You trust he's going to do what he's supposed to do and what you expect him to do and what he say he's going to do. There's no question. Exactly. You can almost set your clock to him.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's trust, you know, that enables us to be men, in, men of courage and strength outside of the home but at the same time men of compassion tenderness and love inside the home and that's what god is all about god is all about teaching us how to trust him you know god is all about working in our lives to bring us to the place where only the supernatural can be done and only he can do it but you know speaking of finances um you know true or false if your wife does the finances and balances the books in your household. As the man of the house, you should just check in on her every three months just to see what kind of shape y'all are in.
3: I don't know about every three months, but, if, you know, <laughs> I mean, um, you know, it took me a while, but you got to sit down with her and, and just go over the bills maybe at least once or twice a month, regardless of who's doing it, you know, just so everybody could
4: be on the same page.
5: You know, to
4: make sure some money isn't being laundered <laughs> in other accounts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
4: yeah. know, you gotta always
3: keep your eye on that, that internet. You got, you gotta have that. Uh, I'm gonna go online and see what she got going on.
5: Mm-hmm. Rodney, even though my wife got her own account that she pays <laughs> her own bills on, uh
3: huh.
5: I still go in there and check around, make sure. Everything copacetic.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: yeah. matter of mm-hmm. fact, there's something I got to talk to her about.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, y'all are right. You know, as, as, as men, you know, we have to provide the leadership to give her a sense of direction so she knows what to do with the coin. You know, and the failure is not being there to understand what's happening with the day-to-day, to understand what it means, you know, to manage the money. But, you know how much, how much of the stress of the marriage is because we dump on our wives at times, and let let me explain. You know, we, we, we're dumping everything, and she's carrying it all. You know, she's running around after us, picking up everything that we're dropping—from dropping financial decisions to dropping time management to dropping the in-laws. Well, you know, go ahead. Well,
5: sometimes that's a popular tactic used by you know myself. I love to drop it because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times I know if you're married to the type of woman I got, she'll criticize, you you know, she'll say, why didn't you do that? Well, you should have did that. Or, I would have did that. And I say, okay, well, you know what, you handle it. And I say, you handle it without even knowing. I say, okay, well, I don't know what to do. You know, I sell it to her like that. Come, come, come provide your assistance. And then all of a sudden she tried and then, okay, she realized, you know what, yeah, I need to go and stay back in my
1: lane. Yeah, because I mean they gradually fall behind. Because remember, folks, she was only designed to carry, but so much.
5: Exactly. And sometimes you have to remind them of that by letting them try to carry a, a few extra things.
1: <laughs> Talk about it. That, that's what T.R. was saying earlier about, and then that—that's when that anger and resentment and, and frustration builds up towards you. You know, because she feels like she's just being used. You know, he just. picking up everything, picking up your dirty drawers, you know, everything, just carrying it all, and then she's, you know, she wasn't designed
5: to handle all that. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and, you know, you talked about American men. You know, most of us as, as modern American men are in some way exposing our wives to the stresses and tension that they weren't meant to bear. You know, especially when it comes to, you know, the management of our but now I know that there's never been a marriage that fell apart where there were two innocent parties but I want to ask y'all this have y'all ever seen a marriage where the man couldn't have saved it? and man. I do I mean by that go ahead go ahead you know what I'm talking about then go ahead
5: yeah I say mine you know uh, you can man up all you want I mean she just, my my ex-wife at the time, she didn't know meant to be a man. We had grown separate. You know, we grew apart. Uh, I wasn't the high school dude she fell in love with. She wasn't a high school chick I fell in love with. She needed someone that she could be a mama to, and I was a grand. I was a man. I didn't need a mama. I needed a wife. Two totally different needs, and that was it.
1: What about this? Yes or no? This is an easy one. Does your wife make you a better person? Does your wife make you a better person? <laughs> That's a tricky, tricky
4: question. <laughs> really? <laughs> she can Who bring out the worst it? of it. Go, Go ahead. Go ahead. You can definitely bring out the worst of men sometimes.
1: Yeah, uh, but overall, <laughs> overall, I mean, does she, you know, if you had to call it yes or no?
3: She, so wouldn't she, right no hmm? she wouldn't be the right hand for no reason. She wouldn't be the right hand for no reason, because when you're down, she gonna be there. When you're up, she gonna be there. You know, even when she get on your darn nerves, she gonna be there. I mean, that's what your wife is there for. So you would say yes. Yeah, I can oh, trust. Most definitely, most 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 definitely. That's why I've been married to her and been with her for 19 years. I mean, when when I have my problems, I I can go to her. I don't have to go to no other. I don't have to go to Tracy. Mm. Yeah,
1: we're
4: going to talk about Tracy.
1: No, well, I mean, what, Y'all we,
4: don't, don't want to talk about Tracy with me. Uh, that was my kid's mother name. You want to talk another name? <laughs> 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 yeah, it might uh, get ugly. Stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might get ugly. That was her name. <laughs> but, I mean, fellas, I mean,
1: with your wife, you know, regarding... Yeah, the Olympics are on, you know, this week and they're having to close the ceremony this weekend, but will she get the gold medal? You know, if you if you you had to give her a medal, will she get the gold medal? The silver or the bronze. (laughs) I ain't giving nobody
3: else the silver or bronze because I gotta go to bed. And I won't go to bed in my own bed, so she gets the gold gold. no matter what. No matter what she gets the gold. No, even if she does not deserve it, she getting it. You know what I mean? I'm pulling the I'm pulling the boxing referee. I'm giving it I'm giving it to the guy anyway, well, even though he got knocked out, he still wins.
1: Hmm. <clears throat> so now, only y'all said that. Uh, you know, got a guess on it? Said that he knows a chick that. We we'll get the gold digger medal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but all of y'all said that um y'all agree that your wife makes you a better person. If you, if you had to call it, you would say yes that she does make you a better person, right? Whatever. Yes. That? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, if I ask your wife if you made her a better person, what would she say? Would she be?
5: My wife would uh, say hell yes. Really? Yes. If, if she, she wants to sleep. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I <laughs> had <have laughs> my wife call my cousin after the wedding and tell him that I upgraded her.
0: <laughs>
5: Just <laughs> off a of dare, he said, "I bet you she ain't gonna do it." I, I bet she will.
1: <laughs> you still a newlyweds. You don't count.
5: Why Why is it when I answer, I'm a newlywed?
1: <laughs> and why is it when we have issues? I'm normal.
5: What's up with that, Rodney? How come you ain't answering about your marriage?
1: <laughs> your wife?
5: Does your, Would you say you're a better person being with your wife, Rodney?
1: I would. And, and I asked that question because <laughs> the question was posed to her. And she said, <laughs> no. She said, no. no. You know, when she didn't
5: to, Wait a minute. What did you, are you saying? She said no or didn't know.
1: No, she said no that I didn't make her a better person. What? Yeah. So your and, bad influence is, is No, she's no, saying? she's not saying that. She was just saying that that she doesn't look yeah. to humans to make you know her a better person. She was like, you know, You're, you're not a known. human.
5: You a husband.
1: Yeah, I know that, yeah. you know, but I'm still human, you know, and she was talking about the Jesus aspect, that you know, God, Jesus makes her a better person.
3: Wait a minute, didn't you just say that the Bible, in the Bible, it mentions man first, and -hmm. everything? You might need to tighten that one up.
5: Yeah, does your wife know that?
1: But Jesus (laughs) Jesus comes before man. And that's how she sees it. And I respect that. And I respect that. Did I miss but something? Did she, did
5: she give you any nugget?
1: Hey, Rodney, I, mean, I
5: think yeah, I missed ahead. something. makes uh, like <laughs> <laughs> did, she, did she give you anything to feel good about with the question?
4: t sleep over there. But she, I, see, missed I missed she, something. She didn't answer that correctly because somewhere down the line, you either taught her something, re her something, or enlightened her on something. You take her her to church. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold
1: on. (laughs) She said that, no, I didn't make her a better person. Jesus makes her a better person.
5: I got that part.
1: (laughs) And did Jesus put you in her life? Wow.
5: Did Jesus bless her with you?
1: She'd agree with that, but again,
4: it all goes back to him.
5: Well, if she agree with that, then I understand. Okay.
4: But but here's, here's a boomerang. What if she got old Tyrone? Mm-hmm. All
5: right.
4: See, you're not Tyrone, so she can't, she, she has to look at it. Tyrone could be bringing some dastardly things into her life. Yes. You're bringing her something, she just don't yeah. want to realize yeah. it. Maybe yeah. she's not realizing or she's taking it for granted, but. I mean, you, you definitely had to enlighten like something on her where you've been... Sure, food. sure. She answered she that question. Say.
7: She answered that question in the spiritual realm.
4: Mm-hmm,
7: mm-hmm. But see, in- we also
4: have to understand we still have to live among the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So,
7: so in a spiritual format, maybe she believes that she is married to Jesus.
3: I don't know.
1: No, well, she and, don't believe that.
7: Okay. Okay, well, I mean, I mean, to throw him into the mix when the question was related to your, her husband. Yes. Why would you bring somebody else into the mix?
5: And and on top of that, I don't think you lose anything spiritually by saying your husband make you a better person. I don't either. I don't see where you where you have to recenter your spiritual focus and faith on Jesus. I, I don't see that.
7: Yeah, I, I don't know how one has anything to do with the other. It sounds to me like lack of a correct answer, lack of a answer. So you say, okay, well, I'm not going to answer that question. So I'm going to throw it over right. here. She
1: beat it
3: around the question. She beat yeah. right around that. Before the marriage, answer, she a Mary answer
1: It was a dodge, and that's what that's what it was.
3: Yeah, I might have took that one personally. I'm sorry. Hold on. What you mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might. We're not
3: talking about Jesus now, because Jesus, I'm thankful for Jesus for him giving me you. You giving me a child, a son. He's giving you, you know. <laughs> hold on, wait a minute.
1: Don't you worry, we, we, fella. You know, we we definitely, you know, talked about it. And but I think I'm, there was, I think there was, uh, there, there was a little reason why she hesitated. Was
5: she emotional at the time, right? No,
1: no, no. No. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to give you the reason, but I want to play this for you. Ten I seconds, know the reason. Fellas. I know the reason. Yeah, 10 seconds, fellas. Uh,
3: uh, I used to love her, uh, 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 I used to love her, uh, 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 I used to love her, uh, uh. uh.
1: Fellas, I actually have a big confession to make. For the last four years, I've had a mistress, a chick on the side. And I spend hours thinking about her every day, but I actually want to get a talk to her. About two to three hours a week. Her name, Household Stress. But
7: <laughs> household Stress is not a woman. Just so you know. a <laughs> unit.
1: All right, you might want to. Just
5: <laughs> I, I, I over man,
1: kind of mess you up a little bit. But, but what about you? You know, is your hobby your mistress? Is your career? Are you guilty of having an affair with your career? You know, is anybody? Do you know anybody that 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 puts his career before his wife?
4: Know anybody like that?
0: Mm, yeah, yeah
4: great number of probably if it's not her, him it's going to be her because when you chasing that dollar or as they say trying to keep up with the Joneses you know one of you alls doing it mhm
5: yeah I mean I'm sure these guys put a lot of things ahead of their wife or uh, is their mistress mm. and I'm sure everybody got a mistress in some shape form or fashion mhm talk about it whether it's a woman or uh, whether it's you know playing video games, computers, going to play basketball with the boys, uh, or,
4: you know who case. knows,
5: or it could actually be a mistress. Hell.
4: It could be. I can't deal with no other women. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm so damn old, or maybe I'm smart. You can't <laughs> win. You know you're dealing you're dealing with two of the same creature. <laughs> and they all want what they want, and they all want the same. It's just one might be wrapped up in a little tighter package, you know. But You know, I see all of them crazy. <laughs> so I'd rather use up the one I got before I move on.
5: Yeah, I see them all as crazy. I do. And, you know, these guys that be juggling women and all this stuff, man. Uh, man, <laughs> one of these days. She gonna crack. Mm-hmm. That emotion is gonna get the best of her. She gonna say some stuff. She gonna come with the real. It's gonna. Get, she, it's gonna. It's gonna envelop her. She's gonna be on the emotional flame. Mm-hmm. And you are gonna be like, what in the world happened? I thought you know you was cool. I talked to you were like one of my boys and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
7: <laughs>
5: it's I want to these questions. Go ahead.
7: That kind of got me twisted a little bit. Right. <laughs> it got me twisted okay. a little bit. And and the reason why it got me twisted a little bit is because, <laughs>
0: you,
7: you, you know, at some point, I don't care how much pride you got, how much independence you got, Preach. You, got to give, you got to give credit when credit is due. Preach. And I'm going to sit back and say, and I'm not on the outside looking in because I talk to you every week. I know you made her life better. Preach. I know she's better a woman because of you. I know there's things that you have taught her that she wouldn't have gotten with just the average Joe Schmo on the street. Preach. You see what I'm saying? You get up and get it done every day. You father those kids. You wash your kids. You do
5: piano the, lessons. In the
7: house, piano lessons. You do that. You juggle your job. You go on travel. All that. Still come back and still be on these calls every Tuesday due to maintenance. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Preach. Come on, man. <laughs> For someone to say a cop out and say, No, Jesus made me better. Jesus, hey, Jesus gave you this man is what made you better because what would you be just think about it, what would she be without you right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm hey, not saying green. that grass ain't greener on the other
3: and, side now. I'm and I'm not pace.
7: saying that 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 there is someone out there less capable, or more capable of, of what you do. The point that I'm saying is that there's a lot of women out there with a whole lot less that would love to be in her shoes. Mm-hmm. Period. Preach. And if, and if you know that's what you got, then talk about what you got and talk about how happy you are with what you got. Don't take it for that. To me, is like uh, I'm gonna take for granted what I got. I got a year, whatever. I ain't gotta claim it. Preach. And the and you know, and and I go through the same thing. That's why I know. That's why it angers me. That answer kind of angered me a little bit because I know exactly what it is.
0: You see what I'm saying? I
7: go through the same thing. I mean, I mean you know, we're gonna keep it real. You know, independent keep women, real. no matter how how long they've been married, how long they they got an independent mindset, right? So why should I give him credit? You know, I'm he's he's better because of me. Please. At some point, at some point, you have to learn as a woman and understand your role. Mm-hmm. You are to help me. Preach. You are here to help.
6: Mm.
0: That's it.
5: Uh, you need I'm, to put that what he just said in a bottle and send it to all women worldwide. I don't, <laughs> wanna, I don't, wanna, I don't uh, uh, Yeah. You
0: are here
7: to help me make you better. My job mm. is to make you better and make the household better and everything run smooth. Your job is to assist me.
4: I know <gasps> one period. woman that would love to be there. You know, cause she's actually the man in the whole thing, mm-hmm. and he's in the house. Yeah, Come on, he's man. so null and void. His kids don't even, uh, <laughs> you know, look at him as yeah. someone they need to deal with. You know, and that's sad. Yeah, but
5: real talk, mean. Rodney. Uh, I, you know, and I know this ain't to beat up on Rodney Hour, but <laughs> real talk, man. I mean, that that sounds like something my ex-wife would say.
0: Hmm. She just, okay, let's not and and my ex wife,
5: you know, I lost my ex wife to the church. You know, she became so uh she became so spiritually bound she was nowhere for the good.
1: Yeah, and, I I think it's more along the lines of what T hawk was saying, the more the Right, T right.
5: hawk knows the better. I mean, but I'm just saying that you know, that's just something that just sounds like something, you know, my ex wife would say. You know, and she could not believe that at the end of the day, I was actually going to actually get a divorce. But look at me now.
7: Let me tell you something. When I met my wife, she was dating somebody that she didn't even take outside. I'm going to keep it Ow.
0: <laughs> Good Lord! It,
7: she, she, she led wow. everybody to believe that it was a friend, just a friend kind of thing. And I understand that sometimes that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? She's in a situation now, married, family, friends that are married, going to church, gainfully employed, all these things that that that, that, that come to you once you get married.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: You know, man that loves you, man that's not going to cheat on you, that ain't going to do nothing crazy that's going to love you. Get that end.
3: roof over your head. Whatever.
7: Well, do all of that. You know what I mean? Just, just, just do whatever that. And I know if you ask her the same question, she may give the same damn answer.
4: So basically, the marriage made her a better person. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: It made her whole. It makes a woman whole. You yeah. you make a woman whole by doing that. Yeah. But you being the man and handling your business, you make her better, which makes the whole family better.
1: Well, let me ask you. Let me let me let me help you a little bit, T Hawk. Is it possible that Tracy? From your job, knows without a shadow of a doubt that you're the man of your house. Even though she She doesn't live with you, yeah. Even though she doesn't live with you, but she knows without a shadow of a doubt that you're the man of your house. While the woman who does live with you still has
4: doubts.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Slippery slope,
4: Rodney. I, I had always found out that the women I worked with treated me better than the women I had in my life. Amen, hey, brother. Hmm. Hey, what's up, brother? Any, time my woman is going to say, well, this is my kid's mother, where the women I worked with uh, found me humorous, you know, laughed at my jokes, just <laughs> happy to have me around. She goes, why are they laughing at your jokes? You're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, they find I am And then on top of that It's my birthday And they go get me a cake And card And you get pissed off
5: Preach <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: hey, you know, Come hey, on in my me. house, man Come
5: on in my house
4: You, hey, you know, <laughs> you going to get pissed off Because they're doing something That you should have done I mean, come on Mhm. Somebody Take else wanted to
1: get in there Some, Somebody else was saying something
5: Oh, I was saying I know at my job uh, it's the same way with me, and I think it's because they see you at work and how you handle your business at work, and they figure since he's so thorough at handling his business at work, he got to be serious at home. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at and, the same time, and, too, you're not trying to push up. You know what I mean?
5: Oh, oh yeah, so, you do. You don't. Yeah, you no, not so, not whatsoever.
4: But what it is is they see your confidence. They see your if you want to call it swagger, you know, that you know you're doing the right thing. And my, sometimes my their idea is, well, if he's doing the right thing for her, he would do the right thing for me. My question is, why is
3: it so easy for a stranger <clears throat> to f- discover that? And the
4: person you've been with for X number of years is blind to that fact. Because mm-hmm. they, they take you for granted That's all it is
7: That's it and 100% because, I'm, <laughs> Oh my goodness again can't, can't believe I'm getting
0: <laughs> this,
7: And because real, real, On the real They ain't competition with you
3: talk about, the, talk about the competition brother
7: They ain't competition with
3: you Talk about the competition
7: I'm just saying I did this last week You did this I'm going to do this Why did you do that? Why didn't you do it? Well, I did this this week. And why? Didn't you? Back and forth. The back and forth. Who did what? To, and I, my job is this. And your job is. My job is important, too. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I got to pick up the kids. Well, I picked up the kids last week. Competition is always the back and forth. How's somebody going to give you credit if they in competition with you?
5: Mm. You got to cut that competition out, man. Yeah.
0: You,
5: you got to. I, I mean, because I know. Yeah. My wife that can do it every now and, and then, and I have to just shut it down. I have to just let, like I say, Rodney. I got to let everyone in this house know exactly who I am and what I can do, and what they can do about it, which is nothing. I have to let every, I have to let everyone, wife included, know that because that competition is a trip. Yeah, that competition is a. And it's always man. ready to just creep back up in there. Like, well, you know, you didn't do it, and I said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. It don't really matter what I do." Mm. Either you gonna do it or it's, or I'm gonna do it and then that's the end of it, because I really don't care. The only thing I care about as the head of this household is that it gets done.
7: And the brother just said it, man, he said, It is a be it's a beast. How do you take a competitive marriage and turn it into a non competitive marriage? Yes. Huh? How do you flip it back?
5: Because you got to let them know it's really no competition. I'm always the That don't matter. Lead. Uh,
7: man, that's just words, man. If that's how you, I you know, am. You
5: have to let them know that. You're you got to what?
7: You got to say, look, I, I give up. I'm not going to no, do I, no, I, no, not, not that got. I give
5: up, but by default, I already won. There is nothing you can do to beat me. Unless you grow a penis and some balls, I that's, won.
7: That's going to excite it even more, brother. And
5: I but that goes back to understanding what a man is. Mm-hmm. Go ahead,
0: bro.
5: got Go the understand ahead. just because you might make more, make money, or you can do do certain things that I can do. At the end of the day, I'm still superior. You got to understand that, and I and 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 it ultimately falls on me.
3: I, I want to comment. That, you know, uh, my man just said, you know, how can you how can you reverse it back? You know, I I don't necessarily know if it's a way to do that. And the reason I'm saying it is because anytime you get into the competitive debate, I did this, you did that. I mean, for us brothers, you know, pretty much once we get into that bedroom is on lockdown, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're born. I mean, mean, as soon as you go down that street, it's like, well, you know what? I, I'm a stud this, you know what I mean? It's, it's a it's a desert where the where the river used to flow, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you know, you know, it's like, wait a minute, you know? I mean, how do you, how do you even get into that debate, man? Because and and I've been I'm at the point now where I just say, you know what? You're right. You you do do that every week, you know what I mean? My responsibilities don't require me to do that, so I can't argue with you. You do do it every week. Yeah. So,
5: yeah. You know what so, I mean? After you have to not even get into a competition frame of mind. You have to let her know my focus is on it getting done. There are things that you do, there are things that I do, but at the end of the day, I'm responsible for all of it. it really don't matter what you do, it really don't matter what I do, the only thing that matters to me is that it gets done. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to get her to understand as your role as being the man.
4: Because the, the whole idea is if you're going to and what you what you didn't
5: do, I'll focus on that.
4: If you're going to get the blame for everything, then you need to just say the hell with it. Everybody's going to have to live with it. Now, and, and this goes back to when you first date them. You have to establish and keep it. You lose your power, you're done. You can't get your power back. I, I don't
3: know if you know that the competition piece is going to be there at the dating stage. Because no,
4: because not. unless you mar- unless you marry mar- her fifteen days after meeting her, you'll find out. It will. It will come down to it. Whether I can't
3: I can't I can't I can't distinctly say that at some point. And I mean we caught it, you know, maybe twelve months, a little bit over. I can't distinctly say that I saw it. No, nah,
5: listen, you, you, you don't see that because let me you tell see you something. Support, Even you, with my wife. What you
3: see
7: is support before that ring gets uh, uh, put on that thing. You see I, support like this the one that, oh, this
5: is my road dog right here.
0: So this, is dog. Is this, is, this is what you find a out. This is woman's
5: natural ability and want to compete. They compete against each other. They're going to try to compete against their husband. That's just what they do. And you just got to knock that. You just got to knock it out down. Of them. You just going to knock it down. I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that but with bro- you.
3: I mean, bro- I mean brothers, and, and I mean, everybody can take a swing at this. You feel like during the courting stage, however long you did your you knew off the bat that when I got into this thing, we was going to be competing for, you know, who did what.
7: Who did what. Exactly. Good question. No. Cause it would have been a wrap at that point. Been like, nah, right, nah. Yo, nah I ain't got yo, no boxing I, gloves for you, I,
3: I, yo. I probably would have been like, yo, this ain't it. This ain't it. She <laughs> already it. tripping. Right, Jesus, you know but, sure. but I think I think somebody said it that initially. It's like you think, man, it's my road dog. They got my back. They gonna hold it down. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, we pretty much is one hundred. You know what I mean? When yeah. you know, and I kind of came into my thing, like you know. Hey, I understand that their marriage is 50-50, but I know it's some days that I'm probably going to be, you know, 110 and they're going to be 75 and, you know, vice versa. So I, I didn't come into it with a competitive joint. I figured, hey, somebody's about to pick up the slack on the days that, you know, the other person can't hold it all down.
7: For sure, for sure. And you know what I believe, and I and I don't want to get into a woman bashing thing because this comment might sound like that. Well, no, you're good, you're good.
5: It's all men on here. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, for men, they normally, we normally don't roll in a competitive state in our marriage because we do that outside the house. We do that not in in, at the job. We do that when we play sports. We do that uh, in other places. We get our competition on. They may not. You see what I'm saying? So when we get home, when we get into that competitive thing, it's nine times like when we are defending ourselves. When we're being told you're less than, you didn't do X, Y, Z, you're not holding up this, you're not, and then we have to say, yeah, but this is what I do do.
5: And that's when you lose. Right. As and the moment you play that competition game, you've already lost. i played it. I've lost every time with my wife.
4: And then you're here. You're supposed to do it. Right. That, that That's the response. That's what you were hoping You know, I mean, mm-hmm. even, even the stuff
3: that I think some of, the, some of the guys have said in the few minutes I've been on the call, tonight, like the whole piece of, well, you don't cheat. You you do pick up the girls. You do that. The response from most wives is, "What has to be supposed to do?" Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. knowing that it's not knowing that it's easy to stray off that road.
7: Yeah. Thank you. Because there are a lot mm-hmm. of brothers that just ain't doing it. They just say, "I
3: ain't <laughs> doing that." No, I ain't doing that. You, do. you know. If, if, I mean, and again, I ain't giving brothers a hard time, but it is a lot of brothers that's not doing that. And the, and here's the piece. The brothers that's not doing that, unfortunately, in the, the times that I've seen them, not saying the grass is going the other side, but they seem to be getting more respect than the brothers yeah. that's doing you right.
7: You ain't lying
5: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, this, and that goes back to my original point, gentlemen. Don't even play the competition game in the first place.
7: Yeah, no, I'm telling you, about that if, if favorite if, words, if, what you I say?
5: Said
3: so.
7: Okay, back so to hold on, so exactly. Hold on, Ike. Nah, hold on, Ike. So, so then, so then, so then.
5: come on, lay it on me, lay it on. you saying just straight get pumped?
7: So you saying, so saying just straight get pumped and don't say nothing?
5: I I'm
7: not telling you. You getting pumped? So I'm just saying. So you saying to don't play the competition game. So when they come at you with all these things that you don't do, and all these wrongs that you're making, and all these errors, and all these whatever it is you say what don't say anything Be like yes honey you're right and oh no up. this
5: is what you say when she start laying all the things that you don't do woody 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 start saying you didn't do that you don't do this okay fine that's your point i really don't care here's what's going to happen i make sure all the things that need to happen happen in this house whether you do them or i do them it really doesn't matter to me the only thing that matters to me is that it happens because i'm in a team I'm not trying to one-up you. Mm. Now, if you're trying to one-up me, great. You get the prize. You one-up me. Now what? I don't even care because it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Well, it means can nothing I, to me.
1: Can I, can I twist y'all's mind up a little bit? Hey, Rod. Um, what do you do on Tuesday nights, regularly or, or irregularly? Household stress. Right. Now, what do they do on a weekly, monthly basis to improve themselves so they can ultimately improve the marriage? Hmm. <laughs> now, you're talking about competition. You know, now, you're not running back and say, honey, I've just logged another call. Yeah, I mean, but you're applying... What we talk about on Tuesday night, and she, undoubtedly, going back to what I what I asked before before um, about being a better person. Undoubtedly, she sees the improvements. Now they may be minor, you know, right. or they may be major. Right? Yeah. Go ahead. Some people are gonna say, "That's
3: what you're supposed to do." <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? I'm serious, man. You got some wives that just. You, yo, if you bring up the fact, yo, listen, I've been on the call trying to improve myself. I've been reading books. I've been going to conferences. Whatever. Well, what you're supposed to do? You are the head of household.
7: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Conveniently,
7: yeah. but that's but you are conveniently the head the head of household in that respect. Conveniently, all the other times you ain't the head of household because she's right, trying to be the head of household. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. head of household. Just you're the head go household on and fix
5: her dreams and let her know. Nope. I'm still the head of the household. I'm sorry. I know you hate that. You just gonna have to go on and accept it. If you can't accept it, you can go on out there, holler at Ray Ray and Tyrone and see where you go.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I I want to help y'all and bring bring y'all back to, or or help our wives bring them back to reality. And I have another clip, and it's only 30 seconds, but this is, you know, we talked about doing what you're supposed to do. But let's talk about reality for a second. 30 seconds, fellas.
2: I'm going through a situation right now uh, that my daughter and her husband just had a baby. And uh, he decided that at three weeks after having that baby, he's not happy. He decided to leave. Because <clears throat> he's not happy.
1: Because he's not happy. Now, that's reality. Now, y'all know that, you know, I, I got a two-month-old. And it's been times, you know, I got two other kids, but it's been times where I ain't been happy. But did I leave the home? No. Because I know I, what I got to do. But going back to what y'all were talking about, about this, this, this happens every day. This brother got a three-week-old, and you know what? He's like, hey, where do I fit in this picture? And bottom line, fellas, y'all know if you've got kids, sometimes you're on the outs. You know, whether you're in that, that six-week, eight-week time frame after the baby's born or even, you know, if the baby's crying. You know, I think Brother Ike was talking about, you know, his his teenage son being a cockblock. Now, what do you think about a two-month-old being a cockblock? Oh, He's crying. Oh, he's tired. He's hungry. Got a tent to him. Where brothers is rolling out after three weeks. That's reality. Well, we're just like, you know what? Let me go ahead. I'll go ahead and change the diaper. Let me run him outside a little bit, get him some fresh air. You know, doing what we're supposed to do. But again, it's like, the, it's, that's what you're supposed to do. But the reality is, folk brothers is walking out. It's like, you know what? I can't get no more time. I'm out of here. Baby and all. What do y'all think about that?
7: And that's a bold move, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a cheap.
7: That's a very expensive walkout.
3: Yeah,
7: it is. because you're still going to be financially tied to that
3: situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might have been, been cheaper to keep it, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean so look, so look.
7: That, but but, 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 but there's, a, there's an illustration that I think that we may be missing. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was okay with having a baby, maybe, maybe not. After the baby was born, now it's it's, it's unbearable where he says, I'm just going to take the zero and I'm going to go pay this child support, but I'm away from you.
4: The young what? boy is just it you know, deal with responsibility. There, well, it may well, not well,
7: be responsibility because you still got to deal with the responsibility. You can't
3: outrun the responsibility.
4: No, but he but, can but, avoid it. Well, but you can
3: outrun the woman. But brothers, I think it's all. I think it all deals with context. You know what I mean? It all deals with context. It all deals with environment. What that brother endured up into that point. You know what I'm saying? It's just so many. It's just so many unknowns there. Yeah. But I will. I mean, to Rodney's point, there are a lot of brothers that are just that are checking out. And I mean, I don't necessarily know. And I'm again not white fashion, but I don't necessarily know. At least my at least my at least, at least my hope is that wives would at least understand that. Every man, even as the head of household has a has has a breaking point yeah you know and i mean has has a point where you know what I've given this thing all I can give it. I've done the right thing for as long as I could do the right thing, yeah, and at some point you know for every man, some type of affirmation for doing the right thing needs to be there, and not necessarily the whole you know chore sex, you know what I mean, or whatever, but some type of some type of celebration needs to be there for man. You did the right thing, you know what I'm saying? Right.
0: Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like,
3: it's, it's like it's like the guy that it's like the guy that works for thirty years, man, and and they gave him a gold watch, a pat on the back, and sent him on his way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, I mean that's real talk. I mean that's that's hard. That's hard to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like yeah. I didn't
3: gave I didn't gave this thing my life, my blood, my sweat, my tears. You gave me a gold watch with a battery that's going to die after a while, and you just you know and you know Three, hip, hip, parade for Jim, and that's it. We done with
4: it. Well, um, we get the we we get the blame for everything, but we we don't get that affirmation. And it, and for us to ask for it, it's like, oh, how dare you? You know, right, yeah. right. It's like it's a dirty thing because I did something for you, and you could at least say, well, damn, he did that for me. I'm gonna hook him up. You know, you, know, you you see what I'm saying? And then if you come back and say, look, um, you know, you can't do this for me, you know, and then they're going to go into their little sprue. you know, but we'll get the blame. Mm -hmm. You know, shit go bad, you handle it. You know, and if you don't handle it, it's not going to get done, so you end up handling everything anyway. So really, at some point, you're going to have to say, I don't want to hear your mouth. Be mad at me. Whole ass away from me. Guess what? I'm going to hang out a little extra this weekend. Let's see mm-hmm. what you think. What's going on then? You know? Because <laughs> if I'm really important to you, you'll have a new disposition when I enter the house. Well, you're going to want to know what I've been doing. Well,
5: I don't think everybody do everything this brother just said. Yeah. I don't know, but... <laughs> Well, he I mean, did. He did raise some very good points, but, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I
5: just go in the basement and turn the radio up or something. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. No, now. no, no, no. She still knows where you're at. The idea is sometimes they have to not know where you at. When they pull their stuff, why can't we be dirty? Why can't we play that? Right.
5: Yeah, but then that's a dangerous slope, man. Because <laughs> then they, you play the tit for tat.
3: It, it is. That, I was going to say, that, that's going to come into the competition because it's like, well, you know what, you want to hang out, I'm, I'm logging it down <laughs> for 60 days,
4: you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to do that. Keep locking
5: it down for 60 days, let's just say she just roll out too.
4: Mm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. She, she can roll
5: out hey, too, so hey, I say. As
4: long as you get in before 2 o'clock, roll <laughs> out. But you better be in 2 o'clock. It's it's, it's it's definitely gonna
0: gonna
3: be problems if I roll in at
1: two (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, For sure. Good chat, fellas. I got I got to land this plane, and uh, as the you know we don't advise you know what the brother was saying, but we, we, we we understand where he's going. But I I wanna. You know, I, I'm, I've been playing ventriloquist tonight, and I want to, you know, land this plane. Is there a man in the house? I've only got a few more questions, then we'll flip it over to open mic. But um, we've got to talk about this last piece. Um, and ten seconds, fellas. Um, last clip of the night. This,
4: this single mothers raising sons, and 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 I'm sorry to say this, I mean up on nobody's toes, but
1: a woman can't raise a man. A woman can't raise a man. True or false? Women can raise boys to become strong men. True or false? Women can raise boys to become strong men. True. Or they false?
5: have input in that, yeah. Some women can, so I say true. True.
7: Yeah, it's not, that's not out of the question at all. Okay. Now let me let me let me
1: go a little deeper here. Do y'all think men that were raised by women do better by their kids than their fathers did by them men that were raised by women do better by their kids than their fathers did by them
5: I say that? yeah because they know they know what it's like not to have that father figure and if the woman, like I said, if a woman raises a man, she has some role, some male role models around that boy growing up. Then he's going to want to make sure he's there for his kid also. He don't want his kid to grow up like he did. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're exactly right, brother. Because some men want to be as much a part of their kids' lives as possible. You know, when they were raised by women, and even when a divorce can't be avoided, some men do all they can to remain part of their children's lives. Now I'm about to twist it up. Uh, just about to twist this thing up. Turn the heat up a little bit more. In, in the book entitled "Raising Boys Without Men," research psychologist Dr. Peggy Drexler says that boys raised in households headed by just mothers can actually grow up emotionally stronger, more empathetic, and more independent than boys raised in traditional two-parent households. Drexler's book is based on a research study that she started in 1996 in which she tracked families headed by a mother and father, families headed by two mothers, and families headed by single mothers. She says that her research shows parenting is not anchored in gender. Instead, it's either good or deficient. So do y'all agree or disagree with Dr. Drexler? I agree. Agree? Anybody else? Y'all agree?
5: Yeah, I agree. I, thought
1: I disagree. I get some disag- oh, th- there's the man. Talk about it. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Why do you disagree, T-Hole?
7: I don't know. I just said because everybody else agreed.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, the only thing, I mean, you got to, I mean, to play devil's advocate here, I mean, you got to look at Things you you you're still missing out on things. You're still going to be missing out on how to treat your wife. Mm-hmm. by listening. you're gonna also be, you know, you know. We learn by see our example and 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 discipline.
1: Mhm. Now you and, you you're getting somewhere now, brother? Yeah. You're getting um, you getting somewhere? You don't even know it.
7: Yeah. And you know, no, and, yeah. and 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 I agree with him too. Um. That's a picture that you just can't replicate, is a complete family. I mean, if you say anything about it, it's a picture-perfect example of the way God's plan intended. Any other way outside of that is you're you're improvising and you're, you're overcompensating. You're trying to do something else to make up for
3: the lack thereof. Listen, they destroyed a whole race by taking the man away from the family. If you separate the family then you won't have any strength. I mean mm-hmm. we that, that goes back to slavery day.
1: And, and many them. Yeah, many in our current generation are are basically raised by women. I mean that that's a fact. Right. So where does this leave the future of masculinity today. Are y'all more optimistic or pessimistic about the future of masculinity, with all of these boys being raised by women?
3: Oh, you talk about the metrosexuals now. We in the metrosexual world
1: now. Yeah, talk about
3: it. I mean, come on, man. I, hey, somebody made that up. A metrosexual.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
3: because, uh, you know, it's okay to be independent and out in the world and have fun. Instead of being together, building a bond and, and, and a unity, no one wants unity these days. Everybody wants to be that word independent. See, when we, you know, our, our grandparents and stuff, reason why they can do, you know, you see, they can do 50, 60 years because they were able to to have that unity, regardless of what happens, good or bad. They 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 lived through it, went through it. You know, everybody's quick to, to, to bail. They had great challenges
4: against that um, also.
3: I think mm-hmm. it's a cop-out, Patrice.
7: I think they it's who? a cop-out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a cop-out. I think for someone to say that they don't want that, they are saying it because they don't probably don't have the option.
0: Mm. I
7: mean, you're only as good as your options. If you don't have the options, I mean, I mean, if you're a less attractive person, your options are limited. So you may say, yeah, well, I'm just a metrosexual. Mm. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? But if you can have that picture, you will take that picture. We all would. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I
2: wanna, we all
1: always... I want to go deeper into this masculinity thing as we close here. Um, women are more likely to be religious than men, and this holds true across time, place, and faith. Now, historically, women are more likely to attend religious services and be active in a congregation, while many churches are struggling to connect with their male members. The gender imbalance for Christian churches has continued to increase. So why do y'all think this is the case? Why aren't more men becoming regular churchgoers and becoming more active parishioners?
6: Why aren't more men getting
5: involved? Because it's just not—it's not a top priority. And why they don't not? understand the necessity of it.
6: Well,
7: um, because you're asking this question here on this call, I've never seen it on a billboard. I've never seen it on a commercial. I've never seen it. I've never seen it anywhere. I've never heard. Steve Harvey ask it. I've never heard Michael Bazin or any of these other people in power ask it. Um, I've never heard, you know, I've never even heard anybody call for men to be more active in the church. Say, so, I've never men.
5: heard anybody really acknowledge men.
7: Period. Yeah. So 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 why why put us in a situation where we can be closer to God and run our families godlike? Why why even allow that to happen? The adversary doesn't want that to happen wants it to be right where it's at Women going to church And it's given this example of a broken house Period okay. And that's, and you know we all think that When we go to church and we see the woman come We know they married Because mm-hmm. we see them at the football game We know they married
3: mm-hmm. We know their husband
7: We met him at one point But he just ain't at church Maybe he goes to a different church I don't know But we know that there's some type of a separation going on There's something wrong in that household That's the first thing we think about When we see the woman in church without the husband what is really going on in that household?
3: I would, I would, I would like to comment here just to say that you know, in, in my experience, you know, um, in you know, in ministry, I would say that you know, uh, in order to in order to attract men, um, I think you know, leadership within the church, pastors specifically, um, has to know how to minister to men. And I don't, and I, I mean, and I don't want to generalize and speak for the majority, but I will say that there are just some situations where pastors and leaders don't necessarily know how to minister to men, don't necessarily know how to catch men. Um, Because the reality is that though the majority of churches don't have a lot of men, there are some churches that are overflowing with brothers. Yes. And and brothers are, like, involved. But I think it's a way that you've got to minister to men. I mean, you've got to talk to men like a man, um, you know, and I've got a brother at my church, man, that's, Military, your man's man, and you know he's just—I mean—he's connected because—and again, he's military, so he sees his, his, his idea of pastor is leader, like leading my platoon, leading—you know—leading us in the battle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah. And and yeah. most
3: men, you know—I mean, not necessarily military, but most men need a strong leader to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would—I would say that. You know, I, I mean, I think I think a lot of stuff rises and falls on leadership, and so I will put out there and just say that you need leaders who know how to minister to men. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, T.D. Jakes exception to the rule, but you know, he does his manpower piece every couple of years. Thousands of guys
1: sure up. you know
0: what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, but, and let me let me help ahead, you, brother. And, and 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 that everything you said was just so so wonderful and great. But I'm about to say something so basic that is is probably going to blow some of your minds. But we serve a man. You know, Jesus is a virile, masculine Savior. I mean, y'all know Mm -hmm. Jesus is my homeboy stuff, you know. Here was a strong Messiah, an artisan with the rough and worn hands of a carpenter, a man who angrily chased the money changers out of the temple and courageously endured a painful execution. Now, faith, we know, is not for the meek and mild. You know, a strong Christian man can't be wishy-washy letting anybody make a doormat out of him. The manliest man is the man who will acknowledge Jesus Christ as Savior. So how did we miss that? Jesus is a man. I mean, we should, just on that level, it's like, yo, he's just like, you know, he walked just like us. Y'all ever thought about that? That that Mm -hmm. connection right there, man to man? I don't know. That may be. Great,
3: great, great point. But I think most men, again, men being visual, even though Jesus is a man, if 80% of the church is women, if only 20% are men, when I walk in, even though Jesus is a man, I see the women crying. I see the women fanning each other. I see the women Mm -hmm. with tissues in their hands. And so immediately as a man, I'm like, Yo, I ain't going to be up in this joint crying. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
3: I, mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just being real, just real talk. You know what I mean? Most most guys is walking in, even though, like you said, Jesus was a construction worker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if, we, if, we, if we can temporize it, Jesus had steel toe boots. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know, I mean, man, but again, because men are visual, when we walk in and you see 80%, you know what I mean? Because it's been eighty twenty for a long time, so when you walk in and see that, and it's like you know mothers, grandmothers, and you looking for the brothers, and it's like you know they few and far between, or they or they old enough, you know they older than you, they you know your grandfathers' age or whatever you like. And and other thing is this: men attract men. When I come in and I don't see nobody that look like me, Mm -hmm. it's the problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. -hmm. yeah, yeah. So if I walk into a church and I'm thirty five. And only and the only guys I see are sixty and sixty five. I'm not saying that's old, but I'm just saying they're not necessarily interesting. the class things. people. I mean,
1: yeah, that's that's just like just class yeah, that's like Tony's age. Yeah, that's like Tony's age, sixty, sixty five.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
7: but I, I'm just
1: I'm just saying when I you know when I walk when I walk in
3: men of visual when I walk in and I don't see that you know what I mean I, I have a hard you know what I mean I have a hard time oh, man mm-hmm. or you know what I mean
1: yeah. let me let me help you sir let me let me help you sir and hey, you talking about Visual, you're gonna to have to help me with this because this is this is moving fast right now. I don't even know where this stuff is coming from. But when you talk about faith, you really can't see. You know, some of the stuff you just gotta, you know, just uh, you gotta go out on. You really can't see. You you really have to, as they say, step out in faith. So as you say, you go to a church or you go to a, and there's no no guys your age, you know that you can relate to. But when it comes to faith, you don't need to see. You know, you're just stepping out of faith like, you know what, I don't care if there's no guys, you know, here. You may be, like you said, men relate to men. You may be the one to start a movement. You know, where he started going there, and then, you know, another brother came in and saw you. It's like, you know what, I'm going to start going here. And then another brother, and another brother, and then there you go. Now you have a church full of men. Because you stepped out on faith. And here's the question, fellas. Talking about is there a man in the house? Is there a man of faith in your house?
3: There it is. I know it's one, one,
5: one, one in mine. One
3: in mine.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I got to have faith do something to stop this crazy this woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and even faith. and even further than that, fellas. Let me let me let me take it a little bit deeper and then I'm gonna get to the last question. But is the man in your house? Wow. The man. The man is in the
3: house. Well,
7: that's the same question.
1: No, the first was no, about no, you. No. Gotcha.
3: Talking about
1: yeah, the first question. was about you as a man of faith. Now it's the man. The big man. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
7: Who Who would you be having faith in? in that's, your
1: right. that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm.
7: It's the same question. hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I hope that's who you'd be having faith in. If that's yes. who, you know, in your house, if God is not in your house, who do you have faith in? Somebody else, which, you know, mm-hmm. came after, which is void. Mm-hmm.
5: Even mm-hmm. if you don't believe in this house, when you step through the door, you're going to fake it till you make it. Mhm. Go through the motions. You gonna hold your head, hold hands by your head before you eat. Even if it ain't you, you still gonna go through the motion.
0: Mhm.
5: Mhm. He might just touch you and change you.
1: That's right. Now, now I'm about to turn the heat up one more time tonight, and this, this is the last question. I promise. This, 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 we're done. We, we've gone long enough. Um, you know. But remember, remember that Zechariah the prophet wrote about how, you know, the Lord brings his people through the fire to make them pure, just as gold and silver are refined and purified by fire. So that's why I've just been turning the heat up, turning the heat up. But this is the last question, fellas. But before I play it, I want to play a clip, and it's 10 seconds, 10 seconds before the question
6: Work?
1: Well, I'll read it. It's actually Mark 3rd, chapter 27th verse. And it says, and I quote In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can rob his house. End quote. Now, Final question, fellas. If you're already tied up in bondage, you're no longer a strong man. Now, whether that be the bondage of guilt over something you did in the past, like having an emotional or physical affair, uh, the bondage of having a slight addiction to alcohol, smoking weed, porn, or maybe just the bondage of all the junk that screams... Streaming through your TV screen. So, fellas, if you're already tied up in some type of bondage, maybe it's some of the ones I listed, maybe not. But how are you going to prevent the devil from robbing your house?
6: That's pretty good, Rodney. <laughs> that's,
7: that's, that's, that's
3: real good, man. Yeah, that's that's real good, good, buddy. I that's like that.
7: That's pretty good. Yeah,
3: man. yeah. I mean, you might say that question again. <laughs> yeah,
1: because, and I did have uh, the Bible reading, you know, it was having, you know, some, some, some fire behind it, some fire and brimstone behind it. But, you know, the verse says that no one can enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can rob his house. So once you tie it up, whether it's the bondage of guilt, whether it's one of the things we mentioned, how are you going to prevent? Because basically, at that point, the devil is chilling. He's in your refrigerator. You tied up. You you tied up. Yeah. You know, he can go anywhere in your
3: house. Go ahead, bro. You got. I mean, I was just saying you got to get you got to get freed up. You know, in order to in order to protect your house, um, you know from from being pillaged, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because
7: you, cause you, cause you're you obviously preoccupied. Right. Mm. Your guard is down, you sleep at the wheel. Man. You know what I mean? Your turn to be on point, and you, you not on point. Somebody else mm. on point, or nobody's on point. Your right. door's wide open, you don't even have a attack dog. Right.
3: You don't, you don't even have a clue that your, have a clue. your house is, is and, on attack.
1: And yeah. T Hawk, you just said it. You said that nobody's on point because when the head of the household ain't, ain't on point, you, it, you know, he walk right in. Walk
0: if right you ain't by. on
1: point, yeah, yeah. he can top your wife. Yeah. I
0: mean,
1: he, he can top your wife,
3: children and all,
1: children and all. But he can't top the strong man because that's when he's gonna rob your house. Wow, this stuff is deep. we to have to turn this off. We have to turn this off. Um, <laughs> one of the guests said, "Who in the hell left the gate open?"
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. Um, any closing comments, fellas? It's time for the conclusion. Any, anything we miss? Um, but we'll, we'll close this thing down. Um, wow, Oof, man, that was deep. One of the biggest problems as the man of the house is our failure to trust God in the things that matter the most to us. Most often we focus on our careers because that's where we find our greatest satisfaction and identity. But when we fail to trust God, we also fail to support our wives' emotional needs. It is man who is directed to love his wife and to be a loving leader. We are to provide emotional stability. We are the gravity within a relationship. When it comes to women's emotions, many of us men are, are at a loss. We're completely lost at sea, awash in the confusion of what we see as them being irrational. But a woman marries a man to be an emotional strength and stability for a source of encouragement within the marriage. But we men don't marry for that reason. We marry to have somebody to adore us, to admire, admire us, stroke our egos a little bit every now and then. But deep in our hearts, we really do want to be the man at, at home. We just don't know how, some of us. Ideally, yes, we should learn manliness from our fathers and other male mentors, and manliness should be passed down from generation to generation. But where there's a link missing in the chain, household stress is happy to stand in the gap, imparting information that you can pass down to your kids, a generation that will hopefully be raised by women and men. In the romance novel entitled The Marble Fawn, Noted American novelist Nathaniel Hawthorne lamented, and I quote, Between man and man there is always an inseparable gulf. They can never quite grasp each other's hands. And therefore man never derives any intimate help, any heart sustenance from his brother man, but from women, his mother, his sister, his wife, end quote. But if there's anything that troubles our country today, it is the need for men at home. That concludes our show for the evening, fellas. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the virtual talk show produced by Married Men Don't Talk. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You can join us again next Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And next week's topic will be fighting against the flesh mm-hmm. oh my goodness for more information please feel free to visit our new and improved website www.householdstress.com and also download our free household stress app from the google play store for your droid smartphones.
0: you're now free to move about the country